Hello friends, today we are getting into Matthew chapter 9. As always, let us go ahead and pray over the word that we're about to receive today. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the day that you've given us. Thank you for the people in our lives. Thank you for your constant love, grace, and mercy. Lord, we pray that you allow us the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to really grasp the word that we're about to receive to put it into work into our own lives, and to be able to share this with whoever needs to hear it. We pray that you allow us, Lord, to bear the fruits of your Spirit in everything that we do. Help us to be quick to forgive and slow to anger. Lord, give us the patience to deal with the everyday irritations. Give us your strength as we fight through our spiritual warfare. Help us, Lord, to have your peace in situations that give us anxiety and stress. We cast our anxieties onto you, Lord, and we pray that you just cover us in your peace. Holy Spirit, be breathed into us today and just allow us to walk in your guidance in every step that we take. Help us to have discernment to know the truth behind people's words, the intentions behind people's hearts. Help us to see the good in everybody. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alright, this first section is called, Jesus Forgives and Heals a Paralyzed Man. Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralyzed man lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, this fellow is blaspheming. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier, to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, Get up, take your mat, and go home. Then the man got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, and they praised God who had given such authority to man. This next section is called The Calling of Matthew. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him, and Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. This next section is called Jesus Questioned About Fasting. Then John's disciples came and asked him, How is it that we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. 
No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. This next section is called, Jesus Raises a Dead Girl and Heals a Sick Woman. While he was saying this, a synagogue leader came and knelt before him and said, My daughter has just died, but come and put your hand on her, and she will live. Jesus got up and went with him, and so did his disciples. Just then, a woman who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, If I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. When Jesus entered the synagogue leader's house and saw the noisy crowd and people playing pipes, he said, Go away. The girl is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took the girl by the hand, and she got up. News of this spread through all that region. This next section is called, Jesus Heals the Blind and the Mute. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him, and he asked them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. Jesus warned them sternly, See that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread the news about him all over the region. While they were going out, a man who was demon-possessed and could not talk was brought to Jesus. And when the demon was driven out, the man who had been mute spoke. The crowd was amazed and said, Nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, It is by the prince of demons that he drives out demons. This last section is called The Workers Are Few. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. That is the end of chapter 9. So in this chapter, I didn't see any connections that Matthew had made to the Old Testament. But we do see a lot of stories that we read in the book of Luke and in the book of John where Matthew didn't really give as much detail as the other two. I feel like that is because Matthew was not trying to emphasize on the fact that Jesus was a healer and a miracle worker and could do all of these great things. He was trying to let us know that he was the prophesied Messiah from the Old Testament. So that's why... When he does all these great miracles, Matthew doesn't really put too much emphasis on them. And then that last paragraph, the workers are few, is still very true to this day. There are so many people that make fan clubs or Facebook pages or TikTok pages, whatever, dedicated to the celebrities that we see on TV and hear on the radio. But there are not very many people who are 
leading the sheep of God. We don't have very many people trying to start groups and pages dedicated to God and what he does for us. So I want to urge you to try your best, you know, to try and spread the word of God in everyday life. No matter if it's just to the cashier at the gas station or just to a family friend, it's not that hard. And we really owe it to God for everything that he's done for us. We woke up today because of God. So I feel like just letting somebody know that he loves them would be sufficient if you can't do as much as, you know, getting online and posting Bible verses and trying to spread the word as much as you can. But all you got to do is just say, hey, neighbor, God loves you. I hope that you guys enjoyed this message today and till next time.